Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo back with you again with part number six of the Millennial Reign series. And we'll be talking about Gog and Magog, the final battle, and also about the man's final judgment, which is the great white throne judgment. It's a sobering event, uh, not something that is pleasant to talk about, but God has made a way of escape, and we'll also speak about that. It's, uh, so thank you for joining me for part number six of the Millennial Reign series, Gog and Magog and the Great White Throne Judgment. And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again, and uh, tonight we're going to be back into the Millennial Reign series. This is part six of the Millennial Reign series, and uh, so tonight we're going to get jump right into it. It shouldn't take all that long, but we're going to talk about uh, Gog and Magog. We're going to talk about the final battle and man's final judgment. Uh, it's a very sobering thought to even think about, but we're going to be talking about that tonight. And um, the, the great news, the gospel is, though, um, that you don't have to be at the great white throne judgment. He has made a way of escape. And uh, Jesus Christ, God in flesh, died for the sins of the world. He was buried according to the scriptures, and he rose again on the third day. This is the gospel. And that nothing of yourself is good enough. Nothing. Only his righteousness, only his blood can cleanse you of your sins. The separation that happened at, uh, with Adam and Eve in the, in the garden, sin entered into the world, the Bible says that one man, sin entered into the world, and by sin, death, but by one man also. God in flesh, fully man, fully God, died for our sins. So we wouldn't have to be at this sobering event that we're going to talk about in this video. Also, uh, part number six, this wasn't really done on purpose, but uh, as it started to develop, it, I, I could tell that this was going to be part six, and uh, six is the number of man. We'll see here tonight, though, man's time basically runs out and man's final judgment. Man is going to once again try one last-ditch effort. Satan is going to deceive him, and man's going to try one more time, but it's not going to work, and as we'll see that in this study. So turn in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20 and verse number 7, and we're going to see here where the Bible talks about Gog and Magog. Now, we're going to study Gog and Magog just a little bit. Uh, like I said, these, these studies haven't been all that um, super deep. Uh, but the Gog and Magog coming from the north, and we'll see that. Um, also, uh, one thing to, th to consider and to think about, this is the, the, the same Gog and Magog that gets prophesied that happens before the time... Uh, period known as Daniel's 70th week, and we'll get into that a little bit as well. 
um, what I believe that the, the Scripture shows about that. So let's get right into it. So Revelation chapter 20 and verse number 7, the Bible says here, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. You remember the bottomless pit, he was bound by a chain. Uh, we've gone through this already a little bit. Now we've entered the end, nearing the end of the millennial reign. This is the the final thing that happens before eternity. So we see here the millennial reign comes to an end. It says here in verse 7 again, and when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Now, after being reigned over by the creator God, Jesus Christ, for a thousand years, man still rebels because Satan is loose for a little time and he, he deceives the nations. And this vast army comes up. And as it says there, is it the sand of the sea? Verse number nine. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about in the beloved city, Jerusalem. Um, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Just as quickly as they get there, fire comes out and he judges them and they're gone. Devours them completely. And uh, I've kind of labeled this a little bit, uh, same group, same result. Look in uh, Ezekiel now. Let's turn back to Ezekiel chapter 38. And we're going to talk about something real quick. Um, The prophecy that we see here in Ezekiel chapter 38 is this Gog and Magog. So let's turn there, and um, we can read down through... A decent amount of it. You can go back through and read it of your own. There's 20, 23 verses in this chapter, but uh, really quickly. And the word of the Lord came unto me, to who? Ezekiel, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against them, against him. Now, again, Meshach and Tubal, if you go back and you think, um, you know, in the genealogies that so and so begat so and so, and all the way back, we can trace this all the way back, and what some people say is this gets traced back to what you would consider the northern people that's, that uh, settled in the northern regions. Um, Mongolia, Russia, um, you know, those, those regions up through there, and that is where Gog and Magog come down from the north, as we'll see here in a second. And say, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am... Against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws and will bring thee forth and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, Persia, and look at where some of the other groups, remember the all the nations of the world, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togorma uh, of the north quarters and all his bands and many people with thee as the sands of the sea, as it says in Revelation. Be thou prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee and be thou a guard against them. After many days thou shalt be visited. In the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many 
If you look in the next chapter, Ezekiel 39, remember, these things aren't chronological, you know. Ezekiel 39 describes Gog and Magog, another prophecy that talks about them. And for the sake of time, we won't read all of it. But it seems like to me that it talks about uh, that the nation or Israel will use their weapons for seven years. It talks about how they'll be cleaning up the valley for seven months. But it's talking about Gog and Magog. That this happens sometime, sometime after the catching away of the church and before the uh, start of Daniel's 70th week. Remember between dispensations, there's always a transition period. I believe that the catching away will happen. Um, it's not like we're going to see a covenant being signed and we're like, oh, wait a minute, oh, and we're gone. It, I think we're, we're going to be caught up sometime before then. And I believe that this Gog and Magog of Ezekiel 39, if you read through down through there, is after the catching away, but sometime before the start of Daniel's 70th week. And if you remember Daniel 9, it talks about how there's a signing of a covenant with many. So if Gog and Magog and all these different armies come, as Ezekiel 39 prophesies, and Israel wards them off again miraculously, as has happened, the Six-Day War, uh, you know, all these different places, you know, the Jordanians, uh, you know, the Egyptians came up against them miraculously. You know, a small, tiny nation was able to thwart off these big, vast armies. It's going to happen again. And everybody's going to know that this, once again, they're all going to come up against Israel and they're going to get destroyed. But it seems like to me that that is going to be probably what ventures in the confirming of the covenant um, that it's found in Daniel 9.27. Now, I'm I'm not really all that settled on the timing. I'm not trying to be dogmatic on any of that stuff, but... It just seems like as I was studying through Ezekiel 39 of the Gog and Magog prophecy and that, that that happens sometime after the catching away and possibly that war as they start cleaning up everything for seven months. It says that they'll be burying the dead. Uh, It says they'll be using their weapons for seven years, which is Daniel's 70th week. I think there's going to be a covenant that's signed and somehow all these these weapons are still being used seven years later uh, by the remnant. Now, there might be some disagreements and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, that's not important. What we're really focusing on is Ezekiel 38 and, and excuse me, Revelation chapter 20, verse 7, how man's attempt fails again. And unfortunately, there's one more event, and we'll talk about that right now. Go back, Turn back to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20, and, verse, and we'll start in verse number 6, though. Because there's something that's important that happens at the end of Daniel's 70th week before the thousand-year reign. And it says in verse number 6, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Remember those dead saints that are martyred for the cause of Christ during Daniel's 70th week. Um, they are resurrected, and also the remnant, whoever survives the sheep. You know, we've talked about this in the other parts of the series. But the dead there are not resurrected as far as the goats. It's the only goats that are standing there are those that somehow, in order to experience the wrath of God, are going to 
be cast alive into hell. But verse number six, it says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, again, these goats, they're going to be resurrected along with everybody else down through the years, the, na- the, the, the time frame. Let's just call it history. Every bit of it are going to be resurrected. Let's turn down to verse number 10 now. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. This is after Gog and Magog, where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne in him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged of those things, out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works, their righteousness, their, I was good enough. I was a good person. They're going to be judged. And remember what Romans says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This is the coming short of the glory of God right here. Verse number 13, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And this is interesting. Look at verse number 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. You know, some people think that, you know, there's a small reprieve as they stand before God and before they're cast into the lake of fire, with somehow or another they escape judgment for even a split second. They, They escape the flame for just a little bit in order to be cast into the lake of fire. I don't think that that's the case at all. I think that they're judged. They all stand before God. Remember, God's omnipresent. I think they're still tormented in the flame, the same flame that the rich man, as he said, send Lazarus to dip his tip of his finger in, in, a, in some water and bring it to me because I'm tormented in this flame. He doesn't get out of that flame. I think that death and hell, all of it, are gathered up and cast into the lake of fire, as it says here. This is the second death. And whoever, and whosoever, verse 15, was not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. That's man's final judgment. And as I said at the beginning of this this video, you don't have to experience this final judgment. Jesus Christ, God in flesh, died for your sins. His righteousness is what you need to cover you so that when you stand before God at the judgment seat of Christ, not at this great white throne judgment, but at the judgment seat of Christ, when he sees you, he sees his righteousness. He sees the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, the Bible says. And he shed the perfect blood for you on Calvary almost 2,000 years ago. So you don't have to stand here at this great white throne judgment judging your works, which are not good enough. Reach me at LTMBIY ltmbiy at yahoo.com or just reach out to me any possible way. Leave a comment below and I'd love to talk to you about not having to be at this great white throne judgment because it's possible because he has made the way of escape. Not of works of righteousness, which we have done, 
but his. So that's it for part number six, man's final judgment. The number of man is six, no more. Part seven is next, and we'll finish it up there. Seven being the number of completion, the number of God. As he created the earth in seven days, part number seven is eternity. And we're going to talk about that next time on the Millennial Reign series. Bye for now.